Hi, and welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest I am super excited about. She is on, you know, the, the press trail promoting her new film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino, sure to be instant classic. I'm excited to see it, and I'm excited to hear what it was like to work with him. Quentin Tarantino, of course, former guest of the podcast. I'd like you all to meet Margot Robbie. How's it going, Margot? It's going great. Thank you so much for having me here today. So uh, this is one of the most anticipated movies of the year. How has it been going? Yeah, it's going great. It's going real great. Uh, the cast is phenomenal, as I'm sure you've seen in the trailer. Oh, yeah, of course. And uh, like you said, it's sure to be a hit. I mean, it, it's like a very dark tale. I mean, it's the story of like the Charlie Manson murders and Sharon Tate. And wh- what was it like to play Sharon Tate? And, uh, you know, it, uh, I can only imagine just like such a dark piece. But, you know, it's Quentin Tarantino. Like a lot of his stuff's dark. Exactly. And that's the reason why I took on the role. I was looking for the challenge. Um, as you may have seen in my other films, I'm really interested in doing biopics and... Uh, this one took a lot of research, took me some, to some dark corners of the internet, uh, but I really wanted to get involved into her world and her mind, and so I was really looking for a challenge with this role, and I really found like I found it. You, you, you say that you do a lot of biopics, and you do. You've done I, Tanya, you've done uh, The Wolf of Wall Street, you know, it, it's a lot of like, you know, uh, nonfiction, but then like... Every now and then you'll do like a role like Suicide Squad where you played Harley Quinn and like it's completely loony. Do you prefer playing like real people or do you like having that like different role? Well, the the good thing about playing real people is that you actually have the source material. Like you can research the actual Well, I mean, there's source material for like comic book movies. You got like a plethora of comic books. Sure. I guess what I... um. What I mean by that is you can, like, watch interviews. You could read their books. With the comic book realm, it's a little bit more imaginative. Uh, You get to really create something that is of your own accord, whereas you have the mannerisms that you can see of the actual people you're playing. Like in I, I, Tanya, you actually got Oscar nominated for your role as Tanya Harding. Uh, And you were commended really well for, uh, for, like, your picking up of her accent and, like, her mannerisms and such. Uh, What what do you think people are more critical about? You portraying someone who really existed or you portraying some character that people have, like, fanboyed about for ages and, like, you know, that they had a picture of in their head but has never actually been performed on screen? Sure. I What I believe about that is... uh, When you have something that you can create, like Harley Quinn, I get to put my own spin on it. Oh, yeah? Whereas when I play someone like Tanya Harding, it's more about replicating who she was and telling her side of the story. Which fan base has been, like, way more critical of you? Because I know, like, the, the, like, comic book fan base, like, they've... They are opinionated. Mm-hmm. Certainly opinionated, for sure. Um, I've definitely felt a great amount of support from the comic book community. Really? Okay. 
Certainly. Certainly so. So they, they, they've, they've been nice to you? Very. Oh, okay. Um, like, because uh, I, I remember uh, when your co-star in Suicide Squad, or uh, Jared Leto, got cast as the Joker, they said some really unkind things about him. And, like, his performance was panned. And actually, that movie itself didn't, like, do well critically. You know, it's all in the eye of the beholder. You know what I mean? I, I guess. Um, like, I could not be more proud of that film. Uh, really? I would say it's my best role to date. Okay. I'm actually quite surprised I wasn't nominated for an Oscar. For Harley Quinn? Correct. Oh, okay. Um, uh, did you uh, mind going on? Like, wh- what made that role your best performance? I mean, just the world I was able to go into with that role. Uh, I licked my teeth a lot. I played with a baseball bat. Uh, it was something far beyond anything else I've ever done before. Yeah, and um, I mean, it, it's but like I, I, there's a lot of CG, like monsters and stuff. I, I, I can imagine, like, some people just thought, you know, these A-list celebrities are just in this to get a paycheck uh, and that it felt like it lacked a lot of heart. Oh, well, we have the technology available to us, so we took that route. Now, would you do CG in, like, one of your other films, like a biopic or, or something of that sort? Because, like, you're saying that, like, this technology is available. Like, why not use it for everything? Well, if it calls for it, we'll certainly use it. Like, I don't believe the CGI was necessary for Itonia because of my beautiful figure skating. Did you actually fig- learn how to figure skate for I, Tanya? I did. There, I did. There, wasn't, there wasn't a stunt double? We did have a double, um, only for like, the things like the triple axle, um, some of the bigger routines. However, I did learn how to ice skate myself. I had a coach that I trained with for about six months prior to filming. Okay. And, uh, well, I, okay. I want to know, like, which role was harder for you to, like, get ready for? Was it, like, to be this, like crazy crime-fighting clown, or was it, like, this uh, world-renowned figure skater? Hmm. It's an interesting question. Um, definitely there was a little bit more pressure with Itonia because of the uh, casting and because of the Oscar buzz and because of the legendary story behind it of the rivalry between the two figure skaters. Um, that being said, going into the mind of Harley Quinn was a little bit more of a challenge because of her uh, her behavior, her physicality, her hairstyle. It took a little bit more to get into that role. You, you, the hairstyle, that, that seems like it would just be pretty easy, just like putting your hair into pigtails. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean by that? Well, there was an extensive amount of hair and makeup in that film. Yes. Um, I would spend about seven to eight hours in the makeup chair prior to filming each day. What, what, what takes that long? It looked like just kind of like... I, I've seen a lot of Harley Quinns for Halloween, and it doesn't look like they've taken eight hours into makeup to do it. Well, sure. Well, those Harley Quinns probably aren't filming a full-length feature film. That's fair. So it was um, the process of getting wig capped, uh, putting the wig on, styling the wig, uh, doing the makeup. Uh, we had a great team. We had a great hair and makeup team okay. on that film. Oh, I mean, and you, you've done a lot, like, uh, 
Suicide Squad wasn't your only action film. As our listeners may know, you've also been in films like Focus, where you were a spy. You've been in uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. And also, you famously were in a, another critically panned film, The Legend of Tarzan, where um, you were with Alexander Skarsgård. You played Jane, and he was Tarzan. What was that like? That was a, pheno- a dream role. Okay. If you ask me. Okay. I loved the Tarzan Disney movie growing up. Yes. Uh, I loved Jane. I thought she was a real inspiration to young girls, um, especially in comparison to some of the other women in the Disney franchise. Um, so stepping into that role and being able to say that I, Margot Robbie, played Jane. Now, did you feel a little more at home there? Because I think uh, that... Uh, Jane, uh, as our listeners may know, is uh, of British descent of like the the character. Um, where it's most of your roles, you usually put on an American accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, did were you? Was it freeing? I know you're Australian, but like uh, uh, I've been told that Australian accents just kind of like lazy British. It is. It is kind of like lazy British. Um, but for example, like I can switch into Jane at any moment, and I can switch into Tanya as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, let, let's, I, I want to hear, like, you, you, that was amazing, by the way. Thank uh, you, thank I, you. I, uh, did you. Do you practice your accents at home? Of course. Oh. Every actor should be practicing the craft. Uh, what, what, what accents can you do? Like, uh, let, let's shoot some off. Can you do Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Uh, hey, I'm from Brooklyn. Give me a... Uh, oh, my I, God. I, I'm, 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 I feel like I'm back in the Wolf of Wall Street right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. you, you were, yeah, people loved you, the, you in that film. Um, and that was like one of your first roles, too, which yes. is in- insane. Because uh, uh, you may not know this, but you're the same age as me, 29, and you have a much more successful career than me. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, they all... Everyone's creative path is different. Everyone, everyone is, everything comes in time. Okay. Um, it, what made it feel like it was your time when you, when you started? Cause you actually, your first like thing that you started on was the soap opera neighbors in Australia. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how you got discovered. Yeah. Um, I started on that when I was quite young. Um, I'm very fortunate that I had, uh, a very supportive family that would provide me the opportunity to pursue my dreams quite at a young age. Yeah, it, uh, like it looks like you started right at 18, mm-hmm. which is uh it's must be nice to like, you know, just like go from like being in school to just like being a working actor. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like I'm very lucky that I got to have like a true childhood. Like I got to go play on in the in the Australian desert. I got to Oh, okay. Um I well, got well, to see the coral reef. Yeah, this this sound like very Australian things. What else did you do growing up that was Australian? You will not believe it. I actually got to see Steve Owen perform at the Sydney Zoo. Oh, with really? The alligators before yes. he died. Yes. What, what was that like? It was so moving. We, I really loved Crocodile Hunter. Okay. It was one of my favorite programs. All right. And to. Be able to say that I saw him, such a great man, um, really, it, it brings a tear to my eye. Now, uh, are, are you a big animal fan, Margot? Uh, I, I don't know a lot about your personal life. You, you've actually been really good about, like, keeping your personal life personal. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it sounds like you have a passion for it. I do. I definitely enjoy animals. Um, passion, 
I would say the least. Um, it's, well, I mean, sorry, I said that wrong. Um, I'm the most passionate about animals. I meant to say that. You know what I mean. Of course. Uh, but I believe that if we don't take care of animals, it really says a lot about the person. Like, animals are helpless. They have no voice. They need our help more than ever. That's fair. Um, do you have a favorite animal? I love a nice dog. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were going to go some Australian animal like a dingo or a kangaroo. Uh, I mean, dogs are the universal animal. Really? The man's best friend. I mean, I've never had a dog. I, I personally am oh. allergic, so. Oh. Yeah, it's unfortunate. What a shame. I know, right? Yeah. It's such a pity. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I was never able to grow up with one. But yeah, um, back to uh, your film that you're premiering right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, like, it, the reviews are out and they're incredibly positive, which is, it's nice to hear. Because, uh, you know, you, Suicide Squad, as you may know, had like only a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was like critically panned. Whereas this movie has like a 90 something, I think, right now as it stands, mm-hmm. which uh, is great. Uh, it's actually uh, your highest rated film to date. Uh, what does that feel like to you? Or does it not make a difference? It feels fantastic to know that the work that we're putting in is getting such a positive response from our peers and from our other people in the industry. It is a shame that while I hold Suicide Squad so dearly in my heart that it did not get the acclaim that I believe it deserved. Okay. However, that being said, I am so thrilled that my new film is doing so phenomenal. Very cool. Um, one thing at last that I want to ask about Suicide Squad before we move on is uh, that set was uh, seen as like very violent. Uh, it, it's been rumored that like Jared Leto would like pull pranks on uh, cast members by like sending them like dead fish and like co- like used condoms and like really icky stuff. What was that like for you? Um, I love a good joke. Oh, okay. I'm a prankster myself, I would say. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Do tell more. Um, so, while Jared definitely went the more extreme route on set, pulling pranks on people, um, I definitely stuck more to the classics on set. Oh, okay. Like, I would put thumbtacks on chairs or oh. whoopee cushions. Uh, did, I'm a classic girl when did, it comes... Did, did it upset people? I know, I know Jared, like, very much upset people. And that was, like, part of his method to playing the Joker was that he was like, I just want everyone to hate me. I was like, I don't know. I, but it seems like your, your, your pranks are just more just pranks and you're just, like, a, a little more innocent. Yeah, I definitely like to keep things light and fun. Um, Jared really uh, went extreme. And do I agree with his pranks? Not all of them. Um, a prank that I also like to do on set a lot was the bobby pin game. What's that? Where you take bobby pins and you open them up and then you stick them in people's hair as they walk by. Oh, I've never played that before. It's very fun. So what was the goal? To get as many bobby pins in other people's hair as possible what's the without mo- them knowing. Yeah. What's the most bobby pins you've gotten in someone's hair? I got 62 bobby pins in... Uh, Someone's hair once. Who, who's that someone? Can you share? It was, um, it was the craft services guy. Oh, okay. That, that doesn't seem very nice. 
Oh, but it was all good fun. We all love craft services. Yeah, I, I'm sure I, I I enjoy craft services, but like these people are just trying to do their job, you know? It doesn't seem like they have as much time to like have fun as like, you know, the talent. Well, they weren't excluded from Jade's pranks, so I figured I wouldn't exclude them from mine. That didn't seem fair. So you're just like putting like, you know, uh, bobby pins in PA's hairs and stuff? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, Keeps that, everything fun. That doesn't sound too nice. All right. It's um, just bobby pins. Yeah, but like, you know. I wasn't going around giving them pinches. Who, who's going around giving them pinches? Well, Jared. Really? Oh, that's That seems like almost borderline abusive. Um, that That's upsetting. But um, has there been any other sets that you like pulled any pranks on? Um, Allison, Jenny, and I had a real fun time. Oh, I, Tonya. Okay. She's a very physical actress. Yeah, I could tell she she won the um, best supporting actress for her performance in I, Tonya. Yeah, yeah. And she really taught me that having fun on set and having a close uh, relationship with everyone really makes a difference in your performance. Okay, so uh, did you perform uh, any pranks on that set? Uh, one time, I put fake gum in her purse. What, what, what kind of fake gum? Like the one that turns all your teeth black. Oh, that's not good. Did oh, she Did she eat it? She did. She chewed it up. Then she went, oh, Margo. Oh, that sounds... Silly Margo. Oh, that sounds like she she knows how to take a joke. And it's like... I don't know. I, I, I'm sure there's some like actors out there that would have been uh, quite heated and uh, not as cool about it. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't try that on Leo. Really? No. Re- Leo's not cool with that kind of stuff? Not, I would not call him a prankster. Oh. Um, I would say that on set, he is quite serious. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I didn't really even get to meet Leo. You've worked with him twice now. I know. That's how serious and private he is about his work. Oh, okay. So he, he's just like in and out? Yeah. Like, if he's not in front of the camera, he's in his trailer. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, that that's wh- why is he so antisocial? Well, he just takes his crafts very seriously. He obviously has I, a I very think you particular You can take your craft seriously and not be a dick to your like castmates. I wouldn't I would never call Leo a dick. Um I would say that he just has a different process than other actors that I've is seen. Is there anything weird about his process? Yeah, because we we discussed Jared's process and like how he's given every pranks. What 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 is Leo's process? And Leo, if you're out there listening to the show, we'd love to have you on and uh, discuss it a little more. Yeah, I w- hi Leo. Um, if you're listening, I would say that his process is very physical. He does a lot of dance that people may not know. A lot of dance. Yeah, like he likes to access his characters through his body. Okay. So he will do a lot of physical exercise. He has a ballet coach. And that helps him, like, portray characters like Jordan Belfort in The Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. And the one that was with the bear. The Revenant? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, the, the Revenant, it makes more sense for him to, like, isolate himself since that mo- majority of that movie was just him, like, crawling through the woods. Yeah. Like, he didn't really have much of a cast at all. No, I mean, like... So it's probably his dream role. Really? Yeah. He, he, just, he, doesn't, he doesn't like being around people when he's acting? Yeah, like, he prefers to be a lot more introspective. He does a lot of reflecting, lots of journaling. He went through seven journals. 
Seven journals. That's that's like just while working on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. While working on Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Yeah, like he would have a journal. He would journal prior to going to set, journal at set, and then reflect on his experience on set, and then make a plan for the next day when he was on set. How many journals did he have on uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? He went through about twelve. Twelve. Wow. Twelve journals. That's a lot. I mean. I mean, I, I would love to read those and just see what, like, where his mind space is. Uh, same. That what I would do to get my hand on those journals, to see inside his mind. Yeah, it it's, uh, seems like a br- brilliant one. Agreed. Anyways, we've reached a part of the show where we like to do a few speed round. We play a couple games on the show here. The first game we like to play is Fuck, Mary Kill. Basically, I'm going to list three names off, and you tell me which category each name goes into. Okay. The first name is Brad Pitt. The second name, Leonardo DiCaprio. The third name, Will Smith. Um, I would certainly marry uh, Brad Pitt. Okay. I'd marry Brad Pitt, fuck Will Smith, and then kill Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, wow. Um, It doesn't sound like your experience with Leo has been that great. Well, I feel like he would just be... I would not want to do either of the other two things with him, so I figured I'd just kill him. Yeah, uh, apparently. And the the other two actors, good experiences with Brad Pitt uh, and Will Smith? Phenomenal. Yeah, because you've done uh, two films with Will. Uh, this has been your first film with Brad, even though uh, you're both in the movie The Big Short. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that before we move on, uh, because you, you have the famous scene in The Big Short where you're just like disgu- um, like explaining economics while in a bubble bath. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you? It felt very regal. Regal? Yeah. Yeah? To talk about finance and economics while in a luxurious bubble bath. It, it was a funny scene, and people, like, call it a cameo, but you were, like, on screen for, like, a good five minutes or so. I think that's, like, longer than a cameo. That's, like, basically a role. I would say so. I yeah. mean, it's all my IMDb. Yeah, I mean, it's true. But we with people's IMDbs, you never know, like, because people put cameos on there as well. Mm-hmm. Also, like... I, there's there's TV appearances and stuff and like stuff you may not have even remembered you've been in, but sure. uh yeah no I I, I just want to commend you on that because that was a fun part of your career that I remember yeah all right good so, times so the next game we like to play here is we like to do a little bit of word association basically I say a word and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind uh huh first word blonde me young me talent Leonardo DiCaprio Star. Quentin Tarantino. Fame. The movie. Red. Lips. Carpet. Rug. Glamour. Stars. Celebrity. Red carpet. And premiere. My new film coming out this summer. Yeah, it's coming out this weekend. Coming out this weekend. I want to thank Margo for coming by again. Uh, Margo, is there anything you want to say to our listeners before you head out? Yeah, uh... Always never be afraid to follow your dreams. And um, it's been a real pleasure to be here today on your podcast. So thank you very much of for having me. It's a pleasure. And thank you for coming. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you all next time. Thank you again for listening to the Yes and I Am podcast. This podcast has been completely improvised, so instead of having the actual Margot Robbie with us here today has been my buddy, Abby Harold. How's it going, Abby? It's going good. 
Uh, so yeah. Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. What'd you know? I knew I've seen I Tanya. Okay. That is the extent. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like she's like a huge star these days. Uh, she doesn't have a ton on her like uh, list yet, but she's cause she's still pretty young. And like as we were saying, like she started at eighteen, and she's basically been doing like a movie a year. Right, and I feel like she's the things that she has done have been huge. Of course, um, uh, it, it, it's weird because like uh, like. It's one of those things where I, I pick uh, the people for my show of, like, whoever's, like, I think the person can play and also, like, whoever's kind of relevant right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I feel like Margot Robbie's a name that always gets, like, attached to movies in, like, early development. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things, like, ooh, Margot Robbie's going to be in this. I love her. She's so hot. Like, you know it's going to be good. Margot Robbie's in it. Exactly. Well, it was, she was one of the first names attached to this Tarantino film that's coming out that, like, people were like, ooh, her and Leo again. Oh, and Brad Pitt. Oh, and, like, everyone got excited. Mm-hmm. I do not know much about this new movie coming out. Okay. Yeah. yeah I no- did not know it was a horror movie or a Quentin it, it, Tarantino it's, movie. It's, uh, do you consider Quentin Tarantino films horror? They're certainly gory. Yeah, but like they're, they're. I guess they're not horror, but you know what I mean. I think like he likes to call them like modern westerns. Mm-hmm. Like he liked to do like that, like western, like long drawn out, like stand standoff, gun shooting kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, it's a Tarantino film. It, it's around the Manson murders, but it actually takes like a weird approach and through the eyes of like their uh, Sharon Tate's neighbor. Uh, who was like an actor, like a like a uh, I, don't, I don't know, like it was an actor in his stunt double that like Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio play. That sounds really good. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to see it. Maybe I'll have to see it. <laughs> do, do you watch any Tarantino films? I've seen a few. Like I've seen Django Unchained. Okay. Um, Kill Bill. All right. I feel like I've seen the big ones. I feel like this is going to be in like the Kill Bill nature. Of just, like, very... I don't know, but, like, this is a true story, and I don't see too many, like, Tarantino films that are true stories. Totally, yeah. I I have to admit something. Yes. I don't really go see movies in the theater. Oh. I feel like I have a good reason. Okay. I feel like they're too expensive. I mean, that that is a very good reason. Uh, we live in New York City, and uh, films are, like, 16 bucks a piece. If not more. Right. Like, I'll go see a movie in the theater, like, when I know it's going to be really good. Like, the last movie I saw in the theaters was Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, that, that was a year ago. Was it? Yeah, that came out last summer. I mean, that's not the last movie I've seen. It's just the last movie I've seen in the theater. Yeah, you haven't seen a movie in a theater in a year. Yeah. That's crazy. And I have... No shame about that. Really? It's too expensive. I miss Movie Pass. That that would made things easier. Maybe Movie Pass is like what got me mad because I got a Movie Pass and then I had it for a month. Oh, and I then tried they to went see, weird. I tried to see three movies. Mm-hmm. Each time I went, my Movie Pass, like I would like look on the app and it would say this movie is available on Movie Pass. Show up at the theater, and then I'd go to the theater. And then it'd be like not available. Oh yeah, no. Movie Pass started getting weird uh, towards the end, and then like they're they're like completely a useless thing. And it's like, oh, you can only see like Piranha 3D, you know? Right. 
I, I gave them 30 of my dollars and saw no movies. Yeah, no, uh, it's, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, the movie theaters are now doing their own subscription-based things, which should make it cheaper. It's like 20 bucks a month, and you can see as many movies as you like. Or you're like up to three a week, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think AMC. AMC has it with A-List, and then Regal's actually starting it now, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, they're getting some free plugs right now. AMC, brought to you by Yes, I Am Podcast. Did you just say my podcast wrong? It's yes. Wait. You said yes, I am. It's yes, and I am. That's what I meant. Yeah. No, but it's the show. The yes, and I am podcast. Okay. Yeah. Edit that out. Oh, yeah. Of course. No, this is all staying in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Abby, you are an actress, uh, comedian, uh, sketch performer. What do you have going on these days? Sure. Well, I'm on the sketch team at the Pit Hallway Baby. Yes, you are. That performs the same night as Main Squeeze. Which is my sketch team. And our next show is on August August 20th. 20th. Yes. Listeners, show up. I I would love to see some Yes and I Am fans at my show. Our last show was completely sold out. So it's one of those things, if you plan on going, get there early. Especially if you want a seat. Yeah, no, it was they were turning people away. It was uh it was pretty crazy. It was wild. But yeah, so you do you're on Holloway, baby. Mm-hmm. What else you got going on? <laughs> um, I am going to be in a all female identifying character showcase at the Pit Loft on Friday, August second. And then in September, I'm gonna be performing musical improv every Tuesday night. Ooh, at with UCB who? Hell's Kitchen. Ooh. Yeah. Is this like a house team situation? or It's an ASP, and I am super duper excited for it. Very cool. How long yeah. have you been doing musical improv? For about a year and a half now. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I went to school for musical theater, and then when I realized I could blend comedy and music. Of course. Rocked my world. Yeah, no, I, I love doing musical improv. Um, makes me want, wish I had picked a musical guest for you. I was kind of hoping I was going to, but Marco oh, Robbie's great. Yeah, no, of course. Is there an, I, do you do any musical impressions? I do a Jojo Siwa that I'm very proud Jojo of. Jojo Siwa. Who's mm-hmm. that? She is a YouTuber who was on Dance Moms. Oh. And then left Dance Moms and became a YouTube sensation and now has one of the highest followings on YouTube and it's like a Nickelodeon pop star girl. Very cool. I, I see uh, th- these are like the people that I, I miss out on because it's all the Gen Z like stars mm-hmm. and like I- I'm luckily and en- lucky enough to know like people like Halsey and Billie Eilish, but like Jojo Siwa, um, it goes right over my head. Yeah. Well, it's funny because whenever I bring that up to people, they're always like, who's Jojo Siwa? And then I'm like, you guys. And then I go on a rant about her because she's huge in like the 10 to 13 year old age range. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. But like in that world, she's gigantic. But to us, like I had no idea who she was before I researched her. Yeah, no. Um, it's like how like when we were growing up, like maybe it was like Demi Lovato was mm-hmm. then. Like people like didn't know that I I didn't know who Demi Lovato was until like she got big. But it was like one of those things where I'm just like, oh, I'm getting older. <laughs> I'm not cool anymore. I feel like Britney Spears is kind of like she never really went away, 
but I feel like she's like taking a new name in pop culture. Really? I feel like there's a lot of memes going around with Britney Spears right now. Really? Uh, really? I, maybe it's time to do a Brit- my finally do my Britney Spears episode. That was one I've put on a pedestal. Like, oh, it would have been a dream. I, no, I, I, yet again, it's like one of those things where it's just like trusting like the pinnacle of celebrity and so on. Because mm-hmm. so like when, when I was creating this show, I was like, who's the big like celebrities that like I want to hear about their meltdowns and stuff. And like Britney Spears is like the top, like there, there's no more famous meltdown, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And no more famous like what is going through her head. Than Britney Spears. Right. And she made a full bounce back. It's true. And maybe, okay. So I, uh, for our listeners out there, uh, one thing that uh, I'm doing, uh, it's, uh, it's a fun announcement and you're hearing it right now, is that on August 5th, we will be doing a live 100th episode of Yes And I Am. Performed at the Pit Underground at 8 p.m. on August 5th. So maybe Britney makes an appearance there. Um, like we're, we're putting together a lineup. It's going to be a different uh, format than the normal show. It's going to be a completely live, improvised talk show. So we're going to have musical guests. We're going to have comedians. We're going to have commercials. I'm going to have a sidekick. It's going it's to be a departure from the normal show, but still like have the yes and I am elements that you all know and love. But um, I want to get people out there. So listeners be there you know um maybe abby will show up who knows but uh it's a big thing and yeah we're trying to celebrate 100 episodes maybe that's the time to break out britney hmm i think it is yeah what better time go big right um for like our last big live show we had a lot of (laughs) i burned a lot of names that i like had uh on a uh wish list the biggest one being The Rock, which he only got like Aww. two minutes of airtime. Oh, and he's such a good guy. Yeah, he's such a great character. Yeah. Um, but like uh, it was one of my friends, uh, RJ, who's like the biggest wrestling fan and The Rock is like his hero. And I'm like, no, I have to let RJ play The Rock. Like mm-hmm. if, if I keep going with this show and he never gets to play The Rock or if someone else plays The Rock, it would be sad. Yeah. So that was his opportunity. But me, like... At these live shows, I've been known to, like, bring back characters from previous shows, too, depending on, like, what performers I get. So it, 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 it's exciting, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. This is August 5th at the Pit Underground, 8 p.m. Be there. Abby, if people want to find your dates and details, where can they find that stuff? Uh, you can go to my website www.abbyherald.com Also, I do a local news report on my Instagram at abbyheraldnews dot... No, just abbyheraldnews. I was about to give a full website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at instagram.com dot instagram.com slash Yeah, no, so your handle is at abbyheraldnews? Correct. Very cool. So go follow her there. We'll post a pic of her and I and you will be able to find her that way go follow us on instagram we're at yes and i am and uh we post behind the scenes shots so that's all fun thank you again everyone for listening and we will see you all next time